welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to continue uh, our candidate spotlight, and we're going to be talking about the U.S. Senate race that's coming up in 2024, and we're going to talk to one of the candidates that has already announced his intention to run for the U.S. Senate uh, race against Senator Sherrod Brown, who will be running for re-election, and we're going to be talking to his challenger on the phone in just a minute. But uh, breaking uh, this week is the Durham report came out, and this was the investigation of the collaboration of the FBI, the Justice Department, even members within the CIA uh, that were collaborating with the uh, fake dossier of the Russia, Russia, Russia uh, accusation that President Trump was collaborating with Russia. All of it was false. It was false information. It was put out by the Hillary Rodham Clinton campaign in 2016. Uh, Mr. Durham has been doing this investigation all this time, and just out of nowhere comes the the release of his report. I mean, no one was anticipating it. We were watching, uh, we watched the news wires very carefully as to what's happening in Washington, uh, what's happening uh, in the news and uh, out of Congress, and there was nothing, no indication whatsoever. Uh, In fact, uh, Mr. Durham it was last year sometime when he, he uh, delivered another one of his reports or went through some of the trials, uh, which uh, basically no one was convicted of anything, unfortunately. Of course, these are D.C. courts, folks, and we have to say that what's going on there is that uh, there's a lot of bias in all this. People are saying if some of these cases were taken out uh, into the Midwest, there would be different results to those uh, trials by jury, that's for sure, of some of these corrupt politicians in Washington. We're going to talk to our uh, guest about that as he's running for uh, the U.S. Senate, and he's concerned about the same things that you and I are. But just uh, to talk about the Durham report, let's listen to this interview by former Congressman um, uh, Devin Nunes, who actually uh, was sitting on one of the committees investigating this just a few years ago. He's the one who had to deal with a lot of the lies that Adam Schiff, who was chairing that Judiciary Committee at the time, was putting forward that uh, President Trump had collusion with the Russians, all of it was baseless. This, pr- this report proves that, but at the end of the report, no one's going to jail. In fact, there's not even a referral for any criminal prosecution, which has a lot of people depressed today, because if we can't have equal justice under the law, that means that we're all equal under the law, and, uh, you know, then we've got a problem in this country. But let's listen to this interview that was on Newsmax television last night. It's been great to have you. Thanks for being uh, available at a moment's notice. You know, saying that the FBI launched the Russia collusion hoax with no proof, well, it, it's proof in my mind of how, how much our government has fallen. But also, here's, here's another aspect of this that's being reported. Durham finds DOJ and the FBI failed to uphold its mission of strict fidelity to the law in the Trump-Russia probe. You know what I'm not hearing, Congressman? I'm not hearing about any consequences for their breaking the law. Are you? No, and look, uh, Chris, this is just breaking now, and you know, it's an over 300-page report, and you know, one of the things that we need to do is, and I need to do as somebody who worked on this for many years, is I need to go and read that report, and you know, so far it looks like there is a lot of 
It's brought a lot of clarity to some issues just in my first read of it. But you've asked this, you focus in on the right thing, and that is, who's going to pay a price? And the answer is, no one's going to pay a price. But that was always the case. I think I had said this, this earlier this year, that the longer Durham was there, the better it was. Hopefully, Durham could, could get as much as he could in this report. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, the Biden administration controls what Durham does. And, you know, until Durham speaks, uh, it was, it's, you know, we're not going to know, you know, did he make these decisions or did someone pressure him? But it was always kind of a head scratcher when they brought these, you know, brought these indictments that were they into Washington, D.C., and really, Durham put the FBI on and the DOJ on trial there. So I take this from my early just perusing of the of the of the report, and that is that the Department of Justice and the FBI are solely owned by the Democratic Party and their propaganda machine. And this Durham report mm-hmm. ought to scare the living hell out of everyone because think about this: it's only gotten worse since this time period. We're talking about 2016 and 2017 and 2018. This changed the course of human history. It changed the course of our elections. Remember, we had to sit through year after year after year of this nonsense of Trump and Republicans having something to do with Russia. Chris, even to this day, you have lunatics that say that every single day. So the Department of Justice, the FBI, congratulations, you scumbags. You have successfully poisoned the minds of millions of Americans, while at the same time, you're going to have half of America, including myself, who doesn't trust anything the Department of Justice or the FBI have to say. That was an interview with uh, Devin Nunes, who served on the Judiciary Committee during when all this accusation was coming out against President Trump in the early days of the Trump administration, accusing him of colluding with Russia. And all of it was just to derail the Trump presidency. First of all, it was a very uh, uh, nasty Hillary Clinton who was upset that she lost the election, couldn't believe it, stunned that she had lost, uh, couldn't believe that everybody didn't love Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Lots of people wanted to see her behind bars for the crimes that she committed. Uh, but then uh, she set this time bomb to go off. And listen to this, folks. She was able to uh, convince the FBI, officials in the FBI, the Justice Department, the CIA. I mean, I'm going to talk to Bernie Marino, who is our guest today, who's running for the U.S. Senate. Uh, Bernie, this is just out. I mean, it's unbelievable to hear this. Uh, I wish that this had never happened in our country, but it has. And we have to do deal with it because the price for uh, freedom is, is eternal liberty, is vigilance. Uh, Chris, we have to pray for our country. Uh, I think it's the headline. We have to really, really pray for this country. Uh, you read something like this, it's it's uh, equally parts maddening, saddening, worrying. Uh, we live in a, in a representative democracy. We live in this great republic, the greatest country on earth, a country that is really a gift from God to us to say, hey, can you uh, be self-governed? Can you be a nation of laws? and you look at what's gone on over the last six, seven years, and uh, it makes you pause. And it's it's why, Chris, I'm doing this. I've had this great life that I built for myself in America, a place I could only have done it here and nowhere else. 
and you wonder, you know, why would you put yourself through this political process and uh, put your life on hold, put your life through a blender, and everything that you just said is the reason why. Because if we don't stand up and fight for this country, uh, we're one election away. This last election is our last and only chance to get our country back. Uh, the other conclusion is the left cannot be trusted to hold power. Uh, they they can't manage power. Uh, they they overdo it. They overplay their hand. Uh, they don't know how to equalize uh, what the right thing is. Once they have power, they want more, and they can't get rid of it. We're talking with Bernie Marino. He is a candidate for the U.S. Senate in 2024. Uh, that is the seat currently held by Sherrod Brown, uh, the Democrat. But many say that that seat is very much uh, up for grabs. Uh, as we go into the year 2024, things are not looking well for the Democrats and because of all the corruption that is coming out. You know, Bernie, at the same time, Merrick Garland, the current attorney general, uh, Joe Biden's attorney general, just uh, told the IRS to basically bug off of the investigation they were doing on Hunter Biden, the president's son, who was using all these, uh, basically committing crimes and and uh, tax evasion and laundering of money, and basically the Attorney General of the United States uh, released the IRS team that was investigating it. I mean, this this is un- unbelievable what we're seeing happen here. Yeah, I mean, we have to give uh, Mitch McConnell a little credit here because that man could have been a member of the Supreme Court, right? Imagine if that ha- that that person, Merrick Garland, had been confirmed to be a lifetime appointee in the United States Supreme Court. Wow, did we dodge a bullet there. I mean, they, like I said earlier, the left can't be trusted to hold power. Uh, they, they aren't able to uh, restrain themselves. We saw that during COVID in places like California and Michigan and uh, New York, where they just, they can't, they, they, they don't know what to do with power. They, they have this urgent desire to control other people's lives and to build government to the point where government is so big that people become small. And uh, what I worry about, Chris, is what, what are the things that we don't know? I mean, these are the things, you know, we thank God we had an investigation like Durham, right? But what are the things that we don't know that uh, this, this, uh, uh, these, these administrative state people, people in law enforcement capacities, taxpayer-funded salaries, all of them, by the way, uh, what did they do that we don't know? It's not, it's not a pretty picture. It means uh, what I've been saying a lo- uh, for a while now, Chris, is that we need total and complete reform in Washington, D.C. The entire place needs to be reimagined. Uh, we can't just go to Washington, D.C. to tweak. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I say about my opponent in this primary, Matt Dolan, is he's a nice man, but we can't have any more nice people go down to D.C. who want to go there and tweak here, tweak there. Uh, we have to completely got. Washington, D.C., revolutionize it and start over because the system is just completely, completely broken. Well, that's right. Uh, We look at James Comey, who was the director of the FBI at the time, who committed perjury before Congress. People have gone to jail for that. I mean, that's a federal crime. Uh, He's not being held accountable. 
uh, Christopher Wray, uh, uh, Peter Strzok, who was uh, fired from the FBI in disgrace, but he never faced any jail time uh, for the, the acts that he committed in, sinisterly in the FBI. Hopefully, when we get a new attorney general, if we get the presidency in 2024, uh, we can pursue these people because they need to face the law the same way as everyone else does in this representative form of government. We cannot have two levels of law in this country as we do currently. Uh, we're talking with Bernie Marino. He is a candidate for the U.S. Senate. He's going to be running in the Republican primary. And then if he wins the Republican primary, he'll be running against, it looks like Sherrod Brown will be running for re-election, the liberal Democrat that's been in uh, uh, the Ohio uh, U.S. Senate for several terms. Uh, let's talk about your Democratic opponent, Sherrod Brown. Uh, he really owns all this with the Biden administration, uh, what's happening at the southern border. Uh, we have an invasion going on. Uh, these are people we don't know uh, who are coming into this country. Uh, it presents a risk. Crime on the inner cities is on the uprise, and a lot of these people are illegals that are committing uh, these heinous acts uh, that are coming across the border. Not all of them, of course, but yet uh, there's a process to become a, a citizen of the United States. We're asking people to come in the front door, not the back door. Your thoughts on the border situation that's at a crisis level right now, Bernie? No, absolutely. You know, as you know, Chris, I came in the legal way myself when I was a kid with my five brothers, my sister, my mom and dad. We came in the legal way. Uh, it's a process. It's not, it's not something simple. There are standards. The standards should be raised, by the way. Uh, Biden is unfortunately lowering the standards. He's removing the citizenship uh, test uh, uh, standards in terms of the, the, uh, the English requirement and the civics requirement. We should be raising those standards. But when somebody follows a process that's arduous and then watches others uh, get rewarded for violating that same process, it's obviously extremely insulting. Uh, the reality is we don't know who's coming into our country. We don't know where they're going. We don't know their intent. Uh, we do know the numbers are staggering. It's basically half the population of Ohio that's come over across our border in the last two and a half years, uh, numbers that are almost impossible to wrap your head around. I lived in Boston uh, in uh, September of 2000 when the plane left, the two planes left uh, Logan Airport and crashed into the World Trade Center. That was 20 hostages that caused those four planes uh, that, that uh, went down, the two from Boston, the other two. Those are 20 people. This is 5.3 million people, of which well over a million of them are gotaways that we never even interacted with. We have no idea who they are at all. And uh, the, the national security threat that that poses is crazy. We, the, the drug cartels are getting enriched to a point where they're going to be, if not already, more powerful than the Mexican government. So we're going to have basically a narco state at our border. Uh, we have to declare the drug cartels what they are, which is a foreign terrorist organization. Uh, those drug cartels, with the help of China, are causing and have caused more deaths of American citizens than every other conflict since World War II combined. Uh, we've lost our, our, our young uh, to fentanyl overdoses, all thanks to the Mexican drug cartels. Uh, we're giving them, we've given them complete operational control of our border. Those aren't my words, Chris. That's Biden's border people saying that now. Think about that. His people are saying that the operational control of the United States uh, uh, border with Mexico is under the control of Mexican drug cartels. Not elected officials, not the people who you vote for, Mexican drug cartels. So if we don't wipe them off the face of the earth and get this border under control real quick, 
uh, we could have, we're already done uh, enormous damage to the country. Biden has already done that. And by the way, Sherrod Brown owns that. Sherrod Brown, not too many months ago, said that uh, basically the uh, border problem is a right-wing conspiracy theory. Uh, you know, it, it, the guy's insanely out of touch. He's been lockstep with Joe Biden 99% of the time. He's not somebody who represents Ohio's values. He's dramatically more radical than where Ohio is. Ohio is a center-right state. He's a very, very hard left uh, uh, extremist. And we'll expose that, Chris, and that's how we're going to win this race. We're talking with Bernard Marino. He is a candidate for the U.S. Senate in the 2024 Republican primary. Bernie, these are fixable problems. Uh, if a president administration was proactive uh, to put the military on the southern border, we saw where State Highway Patrol uh, Texas Rangers were on the border with uh, a border patrol. They were at some of the points of entry where these illegals were massing. They were able to stem some of that during the weekend. We were able to hold them. Uh, they put up some bob wire. Uh, and then they also they stood on the line and basically said, this is not a, an entry point. Please go down to the entry point. And these were people trying to cross the river and uh, into the uh, wilderness area of Texas. Uh, this can be done, but it takes willpower. Uh, we, you know, the, the situation with China right now, uh, moving around the world, basically making trade agreements, putting uh, our economic uh, status uh, at risk and the U.S. dollar, uh, in jeopardy as well. I'm going to have you speak to that because that's another big problem that you'll be facing as a U.S. senator. What's happening with the U.S. dollar and what's happening with China uh, basically uh, making agreements in the Middle East and also uh, in South America? What's your thoughts about China? Well, China is our, our greatest uh, geopolitical, strategic, and national security enemies. No even question about that. I, I believe we're actually at war with China now. It's just not the traditional kind of war that we would expect to see in the movies, but they're shipping their chemicals to Mexico. They know what they're doing. They know what those chemicals are for. Uh, they know that those chemicals are coming in to kill our youth. Uh, they sent us digital digital uh, crack, which is what I call TikTok, uh, what it's doing to our young kids. They know that that's all on purpose. Uh, they track the data of our youngsters. They know what they're seeing and affecting uh, their lives that way. They, they also uh, are building up alliances all over the world, especially in my former country uh, neighborhood, South America, you have, uh, there used to be something called the Monroe Doctrine, which said, hey, listen, basically the Western Hemisphere, uh, we're going to protect, and we won't let any uh, socialist communist influence come to the Western Hemisphere. Well, guess what? Virtually every country in Central and South America is now under socialist or communist rule, including my former country of Colombia, which is now run by a complete psychotic uh, socialist. And the, and the three countries that are left that haven't completely gone socialist the Biden administration uh, is turning their, uh, his back on them, on those countries, and leaving them out to lurch. Uh, so Biden is so insanely weak. I think he's actually compromised by the Chinese. I think that's relatively obvious. Uh, some people would call it a conspiracy theory, but uh, that's what they said about Russia, Russia, Russia. Uh, so I think we 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 can't get out. We can't get Biden out soon enough. But it's not just enough to, to get the White House back. We have to get control of the United States Senate. That control of the Senate runs through Ohio. If I win the Senate race, when I win the Senate race and take out Sherrod Brown, retire him after almost 50 years of elected office, uh, we will have control of the United States Senate. It's, it's going to be up to Ohio voters to make that decision. And it's that responsibility that Ohio had in 2018, uh, but we missed it there. Uh, we let Sherrod Brown get reelected. 
And sure enough, President Trump had to deal with a 51-49 Democrat-controlled Schumer-run Senate for the last two years of his administration, and we can't let that happen again. When we talk about China, we think about businesses that are still producing uh, their goods in China to resell here in the United States. A lot of American manufacturing still using China labor. Uh, we have a problem with uh, China being and the supply chain, uh, and of course their threat against uh, Taiwan is very serious. But uh, what would you do to encourage American manufacturing to come back? Uh, to to uh, um, the shores of America, so that we're not dependent on the supply chain from uh, China. Well, I don't, uh, as you know, a business guy my whole life. I know what business people respond to. They want things to be uh, a government that gets out of their way, uh, provides uh, incentives for investing in, in businesses to create growth and opportunity for American workers. Uh, we we have to get rid of all electric car mandates. It can meet, to me, job one, get in, get in D.C. in 2025 or on the topic that we're talking about right now, is eliminate all these government incentives for electric vehicles. That's a huge giveaway to China. Uh, peel back every bit of the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, all of these subsidies uh, for solar panels, which, by the way, <laughs> just this week, Chris, uh, the Biden administration is saying, well, uh, these incentives were for American companies to build solar panels here, but we're going to allow for the next two years for those incentives to be given to Chinese companies. Oh my! You can't even make this stuff. You can't even make this stuff up. It's totally incredibly insane. Uh, at the end of the day, Chris, the government is doing too much. Uh, we need to get back to our philosophical roots, which is we need a smaller government. We need to let the markets work. We need to make certain that we put the people and markets at the foundation of everything we do. We need to massively shrink the size and scale of the federal government and get government intervention out of as many places as possible. We're talking with Bernie Marino. He is a candidate for the U.S. Senate uh, for the 2024 uh, Republican primary. Uh, when is that primary in 2024, Bernie? It's almost exactly nine months from right now, nine months from today. Uh, when early voting starts. It's March 19th of next year. Uh, we need as many people to uh, get get behind me as possible. We want to build a strong grassroots campaign. Uh, Chris, they can go on my website, Bernie Marino, M-O-R-E-N-O.com. Uh, if they could contribute $5, $10, $15, anything is meaningful. We really need to build a strong grassroots organization throughout uh, Ohio. We're doing that. Uh, we've had great reception. I've, I've had events in 40 different counties, been at 20 Lincoln Day dinners. Uh, my wife, Bridget, and I are working really, really hard. Is what we do from 7 a.m. to 11 o'clock every night, seven days a week. Uh, we're in this race to win it. We will. That's BernieMarino.com to learn more about the positions that uh, Bernie has taken on the issues. And as he's uh, moving around Ohio, just as you've heard, uh, you'll be speaking at, uh, as you say, a number of League and Day dinners, which you've already been at. There'll be other events that you'll be at. Uh, we'll be hosting some uh, luncheons and some dinners as well as we head into the August special election and the fall election this year. And uh, we're going to have Bernie there as well as other candidates. Uh, Bernie, again, uh, thank you for being my guest today. Uh, what's your uh, plans here in the next week or two on, out on the campaign trail? We're going to continue to work hard. Uh, we are in Columbus today, uh, Cincinnati on, uh, on Thursday, Dayton on Friday, and then back up to Toledo on Saturday, back to Columbus on Sunday. So we're traveling the state, just spent a couple of days in Marietta and Athens yesterday. 
you know, I can tell you and your listeners, Chris, uh, uh, be hopeful, be optimistic, uh, pray for our country, pray for our state. Uh, we will get through this. We're going to get through it together by working really, really hard and staying laser focused. Uh, but we will get our country back. I want your viewers and your listeners to really remain optimistic because we've got a lot to be thankful for. Absolutely. And you can sign up for the emails for the campaign as well. That's a great way to stay up with the campaign. Again, that's at BernieMarino.com, and you can sign up for the email alerts. Bernie, thank you for being my guest today. Thank you. God bless you, my friend. And the Lord be with you as you uh, travel the state of Ohio, the great state of Ohio. Well, if you've missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. You can also visit us at Facebook. Just go to the Ohio Christian Alliance. It's a membership page, and uh, we'd like for you to follow us there as well. We're on Twitter as well. And, of course, uh, we'll be having events coming up in the near future. We'll be having some pastors' uh, policy briefings and our annual Freedom Banquet we're going to announce very shortly. Thank you for listening. Stand by. We're going to listen to Diane Stover talking to us about protecting Ohio's children. Be afraid. Be very afraid. There are those in Washington who want the IRS to take more of your hard-earned money. Are you tired of being the perpetual cash cow for every scheme, unreasonable program, and for all the fraud, waste, and abuse in our system? Well, good news. I can help. George Satari has almost 40 years of experience helping people like you keep more of what you make. It makes no sense that the more you make, the more they take. Let George help you keep your money away from the government bureaucratic waste and in your pocket. Call 216-651-1120 right now and schedule your free consultation today. Instead of a victim, you'll You'll be be the the victor. victor. With many success stories, George helps with tax planning, estate planning, financial and business analysis, and more. The new tax law has many ways to save money with retirement planning, accelerated depreciation, up to 20% exception of net earnings, and so much more. Call 216-651-1120. That's 216-651-1120. You earn it, we'll help you keep it. That's George Satari, CPA, 216-651-1120. My community means everything to me. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from, and as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The training and leadership skills I get from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people and look out for my community. If you'd like to learn how you too can serve part-time in the community you love, visit nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. The following is a previously aired broadcast. Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to be talking about Ohio schools and primarily what's being taught in the schools in the elementary grade levels as we need to protect our children from the radical agenda coming out of Washington through the Biden administration's education department. 
and has run rampant across the country. We're talking about a radical LGBTQ uh, philosophy, a push on our children. Uh, many would call it grooming our children. And parents are becoming alarmed of what they see happening in their local school district. It's one thing to see it on TV or hear about it on the radio. It's another thing to see it in the curriculum that's coming home with the children. And many parents are uh, uh, dealing with this. I spoke to a school teacher down there in Marietta, Ohio, this last weekend, who said that she had two, three children, excuse me, middle school children, that were identifying as the opposite sex. And she, as a Christian woman and a teacher, a very... Uh, actually an awarded teacher, was just trying to say how she was navigating that uh, to be uh, Christ-centered towards those children that obviously have come from some difficult situations but uh, are confused about their God-given identity. But at the same time, what we're seeing is even in Marietta, Ohio, I wouldn't expect it there, it's a conservative community in southeast Ohio, but it's just an example of what's happening across the state. With us on the phone is Diane Stover. She's with the Ohio Value Voters and also a group called Protect Ohio Children that's been doing great work working with local school boards and parent associations uh, and groups across the state to educate parents and to really bring the knowledge out in what we can do proactively uh, to push back against the radical left's agenda in the public schools. Diane, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me. Well, thank you. And, and, you know, you and John and the team have been doing some great work. Uh, we receive your emails, and I really applaud you for what you've been doing in the last several years and meeting with a lot of local groups across the state uh, and teachers, uh, you know, f- folks, uh, PTA kind of uh, groups. are not the official ones, but you have been going to board meetings, school board meetings as well, and the folks that you've been training have been going to school board meetings. And uh, basically the mama bear is speaking back against what's going on Uh, trying to protect their children. Tell us a little bit about Protect Ohio Children. That's right. We're the domestic terrorists, and uh, we have focused, as as we were uh, labeled by uh, the Attorney General at one point. That that is so uh, shameful, by the way. This is just concerned parents, and to have that coming from the administration is just awful. But anyways, I'm sorry I didn't want to interrupt you, but to even suggest that we're the domestic terrorists, we're, we're the people that care about our children and their welfare, I mean, wow, is the world turned upside down? I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, Protect Ohio Children is a statewide organization, and I'm the state director, and we've divided the state into three regions, north, central, and south, and we have region leads in each of those areas. And since 2017, we have been through open records requests and through anonymous tips and whistleblowers. Um, we have a tip mailbox. We have received evidence of comprehensive sex education, which is Planned Parenthood curriculum, uh, critical race theory, and social-emotional learning. Uh, We focus our attention on the curriculum and the obscene, inappropriate material in the schools and the school libraries. And if you look at our website, protectohiochildren.net, you'll find over 150 school districts where we have evidence of this in the schools from top to bottom of Ohio. And this has been going on for for years, but it really, Chris, it's become a fever pitch for us. Um, it, it's at a point now where when we, uh, when our people, we don't necessarily manage the communities, but we 
consult with the communities and help the communities to organize to go to their local school districts. And it's gotten to the place now where in some of these, many of these districts, we're at an impasse. And the only thing that's going to really remedy the problem is to throw the radicals out of these school boards and replace them and the superintendents who are allowing this unbelievably, wildly uh, radical material into the school districts. Uh, we released an email. Um, our news feed is on ohiovaluevoters.org. And we released an email about HealthSmart curriculum. These curriculums that come from Planned Parenthood are actually teaching middle schoolers, underage minors, about consenting for sex, about the radical gender ideology that we hear so much about now, um, the diversity, equity, inclusion. They are becoming activists, these children. And according to law in Ohio, the Ohio Revised Code mandates that in Ohio, that abstinence until marriage is the standard. And this is what parents who really care about their kids want to see and, and know that their children are not sitting in a classroom being uh, indoctrinated with a radical agenda, such as what we have with this HealthSmart uh, curriculum that we uh, brought to everyone's attention through the email. and then. Also, this week, we released an email about just a plethora, I can't say the word, sorry, but so much massive information that we're receiving from people in the Brexville Broadview Heights District. Well, I'm glad um, you're bringing that up, the two communities, Brexville and Broadview Heights, in our listening area, of course. Uh, tell us about that. Well, the the thing that I want to share is that um, this has there's a um, effort by the churches, uh, the the radical churches, to get into these districts. And in Brexville, Broadview Heights, there is a Reverend John King who is the quote pastor of the Brexville United Church of Christ. And Chris, I'm going to send you the other video um, that we have with this with this man speaking to the school board about why he is in support of and sponsoring a massive gay pride event outside the school building in Broadview oh Heights. But he, um, from what I've been told, and I haven't been able to confirm this, but people have told me that he is actually the pastor of this, uh, um, Sherrod Brown is, Senator Sherrod Brown is a member of his church is what I've been told. Um, they are, their um, presentation of rainbow LGBT paraphernalia outside their church is probably the most in-your-face, massive display of any church in Ohio. Um, it's just, it's just unbelievable what is going on there. But that's just, that's just part of it. Um, Parents have gone to the school board and have testified in the video that is, as I mentioned, in the news article that's on our website uh, about the same type of radical Planned Parenthood curriculum in that school district. And it's time for the community to mobilize and to take back their school district. You know, Chris, I, I have a new understanding that it's time, and we hear it all the time, 
what are the churches doing? What are the pastors doing? And it's time for the generals in the Lord's Army to really step up and get involved. Because the message from the left and their radical pastors is not in in alignment with the Word of God, the Holy Bible. And if the pastors who live in these districts would go to the school boards and really put the fear of God in these people, that they are, they're lying and they're presenting, you know, obscene material to children. And so this, this is a new, um, a new goal for me personally is to awaken pastors and church members to go to your own local school district. And Protect Ohio Children is going to be putting together a, a list of school districts where we need help, um, where we need the pastors and the Christians to go to those school districts and to speak to these school board members about what's wrong with what they're promoting in the schools. We're talking with Diane Stover. She is the, the state director of Protect Ohio Children, also with the Ohio Value Voters of Ohio. And there's an interesting uh, link on their website. It's called protectohiochildren.net is their website. And go to the site map. Now, this is a map legend of where these uh, horrendous um, uh, curriculum, a harmful curriculum on your children are being taught. And so it's a list of schools. So if you'd like to know if your school district uh, has uh, they've had findings in their audit uh, that these materials are being taught in the school districts in these cities. That list is there on their website and starts with the A's and goes on down alphabetically. And you can see whether your city uh, school district is actually uh, that these materials have been taught in the classroom in those cities and, and in those school districts. And so that's so helpful, uh, Diane, to have that on, on the website as well. Thank Your you. Um, yeah. Um, we have volunteers who are helping us to put that information on the uh, website. It continues to grow every day. Uh, it's really quite um, unbelievable uh, that all of this is uh, is happening in Ohio, but yes, indeed it is. The other thing that was really our top priority is to sound the alarm about social emotional learning whole child. This comes into the schools um, by Republicans, actually. Um, This was brought in in 2019 when, uh, you know, Mike DeWine and uh, Senator Peggy Lehner were big advocates of this. And now we find out that what they have done is they have made it at the State Board of Education a top learning uh, priority for schools in Ohio. And this curriculum for social-emotional learning, it sounds so wonderful. It sounds like, you know, teaching kids character uh, training like empathy and kindness. But when you get into it, you find out it's the same agenda. It's the climate. It's the environment. It's the gender ideology. It's the diversity, equity, inclusion. And they actually have... It's become an indoctrination tool for the radical left. It's again, 100%. And they use these 100. euphemisms like, you know, uh, you know, health curriculum or something like it's like it has nothing to do with what people consider uh, you know, the health of uh, what what has traditionally been health for the safety and health of the child. No. That's not what it is, folks, and you need to wake up as to what's going on here because lies are being propagated to you the parent and the community 
and our children are the victims of this indoctrination in the school. On the website, again, protectohiochildren.net. That's protectohiochildren.net. And I suspect if you put in Protect Ohio Children, it will come up in your uh, search feed. Go to their website, and you can see the anonymous tips link. And again, uh, that's important. So under that is the uh, uh, the, the uh, site map where you can find out where uh, the school districts where this material has been uh, found taught in the curriculum in those school districts. Anonymous tips, maybe you have one for the group. In other words, you've had experiences in your school district and with your child or grandchild. Uh, use that anonymous tip to put in there to give them information of what's being taught in your school district. So maybe you already have a story that you've been just smoking mad about and not knowing where to take that information. Well, this is a good group because they're doing something about it. They're, they are proactive, and they're getting it done. But, again, it's going to take all of us to get involved in our schools again and uh, not permitting the radical left uh, to do what they want to do to our children. You know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And, you know, if, what you teach one generation will be the result in the next generation. So that's why the radical left, uh, they're not having children, but they want to have our children. They're coming after our children, and that's why uh, we need to protect the children in Ohio schools, uh, and uh, which is our future. Diane, your thoughts? Well, um, uh, Protect Ohio Children is going to have a big campaign to, to educate through webinars, and um, our, we're creating a guide around social-emotional learning to raise awareness about the dangers of this. We've heard about ESG in the business community. Well, in, in the education arena, the, the radicals no longer care about IQ. It's now about EQ. They're measuring children's emotional intelligence, and they're scoring children ranking and rating them on whether or not they're at risk for uh, not being woke enough. Um, they are training children to, as we already discussed, to be indoctrinated with this radical agenda. Those children that, that don't meet those social scores that they're looking for, they're not going to be in line for the best jobs that are available in the big tech industries and, and in other companies in Ohio that are that are really, um, you know, have this uh, agenda also in their core values of their company. So we need to dismantle this. Ohio Value Voters and Protect Ohio Children have called for the government in the Ohio House, Senate, and our governor to remove social-emotional learning from the core courseware that is being propagated in our education system in Ohio and remove it completely from the budget uh, that'll be uh, released this year. We want social, emotional learning, whole child to go. Uh, Mike DeWine has also put over 150 school-based health clinics in Ohio schools. This is so dangerous. And we know right now that these health clinics are ripe for Planned Parenthood to come in under the banner of mental health for children to bring in these ideologies and actually, as we know, trick the parents and impact our parental rights that we have to, you know, promote these ideas right in the school, right in the classroom, right in the school-based health clinic. And we need this to be removed as soon as possible. 
public records request um, that can be obtained, because if you're wondering what's going on in your local school district and you're having difficulty, uh, get, they have to provide those when, when asking. Walk us through that, Diane. On It says tips for submitting public records requests. Take us through that link on the website. Uh, on the uh, website, there's a tab uh, there. Um, I'm not looking at it right now. Uh, let me find it here. Um, there's a link on CRT, I believe it is, that, uh, yeah, the Heritage Foundation has given a, um, a link here to information about open records requests. And then also right on our homepage, we have a, uh, you can click on the blue button, click here for an opt-out form to use at your child's school. That is there. The open records request. Um, are, it, you're asking for specific information. If people want to send open records requests, you can uh, send us an email. We'll, we can give you some examples and send you some links to that. Um, it's not complicated. It's requesting information that your child is being taught. Ohio Revised Code 3313.60G, Section G, says that in Ohio, every parent and every guardian has the right to know and see every curriculum, every workbook, every video, everything that their child is being taught. A school is violating the law when they will not give this information to a parent. We've had parents call us about this. We've asked them, print off this Ohio Revised Code, take it to your school board, and let them know that if you don't receive this information, that you will be contacting your attorney. We have had school districts where parents have done that, and within a very short time, they have received the information. Um, Chris, there's also, um, you know, just as an example of social-emotional learning, we had recently in the Brunswick School District, during the social-emotional learning, quote, pride time, there was a mock lesbian wedding of two eighth-grade girls where the, there was a, a student who filmed it, and the teacher was throwing out rose petals as the two girls walked down the aisle to, uh, to pretend that they were getting married was the whole point of it. And that was videoed, and it's on our YouTube channel, Protect Ohio Children YouTube. Um, it has over nearly 26,000 views right now, and that was in the Brunswick School District. We need some help for people to go to the school board when these things happen, to go to the school board and let them know that this is inappropriate and demand that they stop this radical agenda in the school. Let's talk about the tsunami strategy, talking about going to school boards. Uh, what is this synonymy strategy? I'm reading from the website. It is the coordination of multiple well-written effective statements that build on each other, a minimum of 30 statements if possible, presented by individuals at school board meetings or legislative hearings. It was created to protect children from comprehensive sex education, but can also be used to stop critical race theory and other indoctrination in the schools. And I agree with that. When, when folks really rise up together as a team and then they, they write well-written statements uh, and present them before the state school boards and also before the legislature, it really has an impact. They need to hear from the community. You know, you just sitting at home and thinking, boy, I don't know what I can do. Well, 
You can write a letter. You can send an email to a legislator, even to state, uh, to local school board members, your state school board member, and uh, be well thought out. Think about the best way to articulate your points. The uh, basically, a lot of information is right here at protectohiochildren.net. You'll find a lot of help there as well. And uh, Diane, what else can they do to uh, to uh, get involved? Well, with regards to the tsunami strategy, we've, we've used this in so many districts. Our people meet with groups and consult with them about, don't go, you know, down to the school board microphone, you know, kind of half-cocked and screaming at them. You need to be prepared. You need to write it out ahead of time. They usually give you three to five minutes. Um, let them know how you feel uh, and and. and and do it in a professional way. We are not there to incite violence or or uh, be disrespectful to people in their roles, but clearly articulate what it is that they're doing that's inappropriate uh, from your perspective. Um, you know, these are strategies that are pretty simple. I, I mean, the the thing is, is that they say that all politics is local. Um, we have to take back our local districts. We need to do it at the state level with the, uh, the state house, but we need to do it in the local communities at the local school districts. For too long, we've trusted people in power to have our children and to educate our children, but that time of trust is over now, and we pay taxes, and we should not be subjected to this kind of radical uh, curriculum and uh, promotion in our schools. And again, at protectohiochildren.net, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, you can sign up for their emails and also receive timely updates from the group. So this is a great way to be involved. It's a great way for parents to be involved uh, in their children's education or your grandchildren's education and to actually make a difference. And all of our voices collectively together, we can actually take this back. Diane, it's so great to have you on the program, and this is just great work that Protect Ohio Children are doing. So if uh, folks wanted to go to a local meeting uh, where you're having, to, are those also then provided in the email or on the website where your next meeting's going to be? So what, you know, kind of our model of operation, so to speak, is that the communities manage their school board activities. Um, we, we don't do that. We don't publicize that. We advocate for groups to form, and, and I'll give you some examples. Uh, Rocky River would be a good one, probably the best one. Um, they are a 501c3 or 4 now, I believe. They've actually formed a group, and they, this is an ongoing, never-ending uh, awareness uh, in the community, and they have mobilized that way. And that's what we encourage all communities to do, to manage their school board at the local level. Oh, wonderful. Again, Diane, thanks for being my guest today to talk about this important subject concerning our children. Again, that's protectohiochildren.net and also the Ohio Value Voters. Thanks so much, Diane. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate the opportunity. It truly is an honor. Thank You're you so welcome. God bless you. And God if you bless. missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. And all of our State House updates are there as well. 
and uh, we thank you for listening. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, President of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.